Hi, Rita. Okay, Jorge, I'm here. I am very excited that you're here. Welcome to the very first I Jorge podcast. Um, welcome, everybody. I'm here with my mom. She's 89 and she's feeling fine. She's super spry and um, as you'll see, quite a trip. Um, so, mom, hi. Um, <laughs> listen, I just want to assure you I'm not going to say anything inappropriate. Can you, can, you, can you hear me? I can totally hear you. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you perfectly. Okay, this so is that perfect. Means that everybody can hear us? That is that is correct. I might I edit. My, I don't know. Frankly, I don't know where my microphone is, but apparently it's there. It somewhere. is. It is. It's like the like it's the mystery along the lines of whoever put everything up on the internet for you to access okay. Okay. At, at any time. So listen, because this. Uh, well, let me let me just go ahead and start by asking um, asking you to to say a little bit about yourself. You were you were born in Havana. Um, and what else? What, when were you born? December uh, 1931. Wow. December uh, 1931. So you've seen it all? And I you were, all, yes. 89 years ago. Wow. 89 years. So, um, so look, I just need to ask you because this, this, it's fairly momentous. And this podcast is going to be uh, published around the time that Joe Biden um, and Kamala Harris get inaugurated. So at some point in the middle of this month. So you 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 voted for Biden. Is that correct? Yes. For the first time since I became a citizen in 19, uh, 1968, I think. For oh the God. first time, I've voted Democrat. I'm oh registered Republican. I've always voted Republican. I'm a very conservative person. Mm -hmm. But I, but I, I am open-minded. All right. And uh, also, Biden is not. Uh, Biden is center. He's not so he's, conservative, but I think he's a Democrat center, not so, left nor right. So, and it was the best option because I can vote for a crazy man, well, a uh stupid. Uh, what else could I say? What else can't you say? So you said egotistical and stupid. A very vindictive person. Mm -hmm. No, uh, I think he went to school, but it doesn't seem that he has any education. Preach. <laughs> so no, but wait, man, there's wait. Nothing, nothing, nothing. Out of all your friends, mom, out of all your friends and all the people that you know in Miami, after how, how many years did you live in Miami, mom? 30 since 1962 Jeez. until uh, 1997. That oh, I'm my gosh. Here. That's right. 35 years in Miami. So we will talk a little bit about why you left Miami. But of all the Miami Cubans, all right, Cubans that were born in, in Cuba, but lived in Miami, settled in Miami, such as yourself, out of all of them that you know, how many people do you think voted for Biden like you. Can you count the number of people who also voted for Biden on one or well, two? Well, I do know I do know that Titirene voted for Biden also. Titirene, uh, Titi, for those of you who aren't uh, familiar, is, a, is is often a nickname used for Aunt Stia. Titirene is my dad's sister. And so she's what, 90 what, 92? 92. And she and voted she, for Biden. Okay. Can, can, you tell, can you tell our audience uh, what her daughter, 
her daughter, who must be in her early 60s, if not late 50s. What did her daughter say when, when she went to um, her mom's house <laughs> after the election? What do you mean? Did Carolina say anything about, uh, about Irene's vote? Yeah, how could you? How could you what? How could you vote for that man? You want a communist? Now you have a communist. There you go. There you That's go. Carolina. And believe it or not, Carolina, college graduate, her husband, college graduate, uh, former Air Force, they still voted again for Mr. Trump. That's crazy, right? Yeah. So, I mean, look, there, there, there's a... I go know ahead. that Trump's, uh, the big percentage of Trump's followers have uh, just a high school education, which we know that in this country, because of the public school system, is not too much. Mm -hmm. Here is because it's cafeteria. You have so many electives. In Latin American countries, you don't have electives. Yeah, but look at Latin American countries. Would you say that their electorates are any wiser than the Americans? Uh, oh, yes. the you, come out, you come out of high school in any Latin American country with a much better and complete education than in the United States. Okay, okay. But now you can't really necessarily make a direct correlation between the quality of education and the and the outcome, at least civically or politically, because there's a lot of Latin American countries that are even worse off than the United States. Of in course, terms of, my dear, of yeah. course, of course. Yeah. And so. that's the that's the problem. That's the problem. Do you think that some people that you know, Cuban, Cuban Americans um, in Miami specifically voted for Trump? because of some sort of fixation with, with uh, the image of a strong man? Or was it more related to Trump's pandering um, and the well, reimposition of sanctions yeah, um, exactly, against Cuba? Exactly. Trump, uh, Trump uh, wants to uh, undo what Obama did, which, of course, I don't agree to with what Obama did either, because... Wait, wait. Go ahead. Why, why, what do you mean? What do you mean? Can you, you what know, do you mean by Obama, what Obama did? Obama went to Cuba and yeah. cordially and had this tete-a-tete uh, -tete with Raul and everything mm -hmm, and tried mm -hmm. to open Cuba. But of course, mm -hmm. they don't realize that Cuba don't, doesn't want that. Cuba wants to be Cuba and uh, forget it. What, so nothing wait. happened. They keep on putting people in jail and persecuting anybody that doesn't agree with them. Can you make a distinction, though, between the Cuban government and the Cuban people? Do you think the Cuban people want what the Cuban government wants for them? The Cuban people that cannot live and who are not communists, which, mm -hmm. of course, I have some cousins and you met them when you went to Cuba. Yep. They have adapted and mm -hmm. they make do with what they can do. Like, but they're not happy. But they're not happy. Were, you were at Georgito's house. Yeah, you I know. So Ileana and her husband, they're both doctors. They were sent yeah. to Venezuela. They were they were sent to Angola by yeah. government. Okay. The government, the Cuban government, uh, negotiates agreements and benefits and things for the government using their professionals, teachers and doctors. Okay. Oh, no, no, no. I know that they, 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 they sell their talent. But mind you, the other sister, Iliana's uh, other sister, mm -hmm. youngest one, and her husband and her daughter have been in Naples, Florida for five years. Okay. No, I get that. I get that. But look, we're talking about, I mean, we know. Uh, the people what Cuba, that stayed in Cuba. 
either they adapted. If they're not communist, they have adapted. Period. Yeah, but this adapted ad ad adaptation is not is not acceptance, mom. They're not happy. Of course, they can't walk happy. down the street. They're the street is full of secret police and snitches. They're not. Happy. And and but what yeah. can they do? Well, they can they can they can revolt. Oh yeah, they, they can, can go to they jail, can subvert go to jail for yeah. life or get killed. Right. The problem but look, is you mom, cannot revolt unless you have a revolution. Doesn't work until you unless you have the army with you. The, that's the true. Cuban military, that's true. the Cuban military, have all the uh, the benefits they can have. The yeah. tourist uh, industry is in the hands of the military. The Gaviota mm -hmm. Enterprises with the hotels, etc., is run by the military. Sure. So that's the, that their way of making sure that the military doesn't revolt. Okay, but but what about the argument? What about the there? What about the McDonald's revolution? What about the Starbucks revolution? What about the Facebook revolution? What I'm getting at is this. If there were no sanctions and if Americans were free to go ahead and invade or gentrify, gentrify, gentrify the country, as we've done with Brooklyn, as we've done with every borough in New York City, except for the Bronx and, and, and the Riverdale neighborhood of the Bronx, um, as we've done with San Francisco. In other words, there's something to be said about the cancerous, invasive and pervasive quality of American consumerism. What if the island was flooded with certain freedoms um, and actually what if Cubans Jorge, had access Jorge, to, to the internet? Jorge. And what if they had access to Western goods? Exactly, but that's why they don't have it. The government won't allow it. Uh, internet is very, very limited. And mm -hmm. Oh, no, I know. They have their exactly. own internet so on the other Castro, Before Castro, mm -hmm. we had every American product that you had here. Everything. But you, yes, you did. And you also had mafioso. Exactly. And you also had an insanely corrupt set of leaders, know, of which my, grand, of which my grandfather, your father-in-law, was one. I'm telling you that if you, as you say, if the the American culture could uh, gentrify Cuba. Well, not gentrify. I'm, 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 I'm not gentrified, but, but. Listen, they would love what? it. They would love it. Yeah. Of course they would love it. Mom, you know what I saw when I was in well, Cuba besides a bunch of freaked out? get in, Jorge. Well, they do. Everybody has a television. In Cuba, when you I walk know. down the street, and they've already circumvented all of the jams. And you know why they lights. have a television? Tell me. Why they everybody has a television? Well, when I left Cuba, I had a television. Okay. A black mm -hmm. and white television, I left it. But now, yeah. the televisions that are in Cuba are all brought in by the uh, the exile community when they go visit their families. They oh, yeah. No, no. They're forms of remission. They've blocked it from the United States, but you can still get goods to them through Venezuela, through Mexico. Um, yeah, no, of course, that's why they have televisions, but they have televisions for a larger yeah, reason they because cannot, they like to they watch cannot, shows. They cannot get free information. Every well, they, they, they do, and they, but, but they do and they can, Mom. Many people in Cuba have circumvented the government's jams. Many people are using satellite. Many people are accessing cable. I don't. I don't through. think so. What, did you? Mom, I I saw it. But I saw were they it when people I was there. that work for the government? No, they were average people. They, they were average people. That? With, 
because Cubans, like a lot of other peoples on this on on this earth, are very industrious, that I know. very crafty, that I know. very crafty, and they have found ways to circumvent you, to circumvent you, the jams. If they find you, you go to jail. Sure, sure, you go to jail. Okay. But here's here's my thing. Here's my thing. I think it would be worthwhile for the U.S. government to just say, listen, we will drop the embargo if you allow certain things. And I'm not talking about releasing political prisoners. This has always been the case. They've wanted to impose some form of human rights watch, if you will. And it look, if it was straight, if it, if it was if it was more of a financial um, thrust something that could appeal to the government of Cuba, something that would allow them at least initially to maintain their tight fist control, something like along the lines of what happens and what goes on in a country such as Vietnam, a communist country that has adopted wholesale capitalist policies. Look, I, you know, I don't want to poop necessarily on the Cuban government right now because I'm, I'm having too much fun in general pooping on Trump's electoral loss. Plus, I would like to poop on Miami. Why did, why did, why did you, you were there for how many years? 30 plus 35. years? 35, yes. 35 years. Why did you leave Miami, Mom? I couldn't stand it anymore. Gosh, it's a madhouse. It's a madhouse. It's a madhouse. <laughs> also, I say Miami is, you know, survived a lot of invasions. In what do you mean by that? What kind of invasions? Yes, in 1960, almost a million of us came over. Okay, that was the first mm -hmm. wave. Then in mm -hmm. 1972, there was the um, the, the earthquake in Nicaragua, and then the Sandinistas took over. We were invaded by Nicaraguans, thousands of Nicaraguans. Then the Haitians, then the political prisoners, then Mariel. You know, you remember Mariel. Of course. No, look, there were at least three, three and a half, four waves. So, and poor Miami, poor Miami has gone through all that. And yeah. It survived, but it's a madhouse. Mm -hmm. It is a madhouse. Mm -hmm. It is a madhouse. And the traffic is unbearable and people are crazy and all that. But listen, I had a conversation. I won't say with who, because they're very well known, etc. Mm -hmm. But it's... Um, a family I was connected to. I was names. Yeah. You don't say names. This right, guy right. told me, asked me, uh, "Are you going to vote for Mr. Trump?" I said, "No." Are you crazy? He said, "But Mrs. Navarro, what's the alternative? Biden is a communist." I said, "No, he's not a communist. He's a liberal. It's a different thing." I know, I know that there's a difference. Uh, there was an article. Uh, Socialismo, siglo XXI, mm -hmm. in Diario Las Americas, Socialismo, siglo XXI. What does that advanced. mean, siglo, siglo XXI? Huh? Yeah, socialism, uh, 21st century, because this mm -hmm. person foresaw, yes, how everything would change. But the thing is, socialism is not communism per se, because, mm -hmm. But it's very close, okay, but uh, Jorge, it's very difficult, but okay, I didn't want any more of what we had. It's like when Obama and, and Hillary, oh my God, mm -hmm. I didn't vote for Hillary and I didn't vote for Obama. I didn't think I, I voted that, that election because Hillary and the baggage carried. Wait, did, wait, didn't you write in, didn't you write in Jeb Bush in the previous 
election? No, I lied to you. I voted for Trump. Oh, oh my your God. This... Because he kept Mom, saying... Jesus. Hey, so you're going to admit this right now at the 16-minute mark. He kept saying... My mother admitted that you lied. So you voted yes. for Trump? I thought you wrote in Jeb Bush. No, that's what Yeb, I told you. As you call it. Oh, oh, shit. shit. Uh, wow. Uh, wow. He said he was going to clean the swamp. So I thought, well, maybe being an outside, outsider, being a businessman, maybe mm -hmm. he'll clean the swamp. Th three months into his presidency, I knew that he wasn't going to clean the swamp and that he was the worst yeah. thing ever. But I couldn't vote for, for, I couldn't have voted for Hillary. Yeah, well, no one, honestly, I had to hold my nose when I voted for that woman. But, but look, the people, well, it's funny, you, you mentioned for you... her. The problem is she has too much baggage and she's a husband yeah. and uh, forget it. Yeah, of course, of course. But look, look, this whole thing, I mean, here's what I think. For years, the Republicans, the Republican Party have been pandering to the Cuban-American lobby, if you will. Big Sugar, the Fanjul brothers, as well as the Cuban-American lobby, which is quite powerful. The Cubans, for better or for worse, have called the shots in South Florida for many years now. That first wave, that your first wave of 60s, those were all the white professionals that came over by, by and large. These were very well educated. Some of the people were able to get out significant sums and really set themselves oh, yeah. up and others put themselves back through school yeah. back through law school business school yeah. medical school etc yeah. and so the person who was a doorman um you know three years later became a lawyer and six years after that became a city councilman yeah. and or possibly a mayor etc look but but look and and we know you and I both know that the only Cubans that ever registered as a Democrat were those who wanted to vote against any Kennedy family member in a Democratic yeah. primary. Porque, porque what happened at the Bay of Pigs can never no. be forgiven. Kennedy chose to not send in air support. Bobby and John both lied to the people that they were working within the CIA in regards to retaking the island. OK, so look, look, um, what I don't like is that all you have to say to a Cuban-American is make mention of the word socialist or um, impose stricter um, sanctions against Cuba. And that's how you essentially buy the Cuban Yes, vote. exactly. Yes, yes. And I, I, find, and that, I find that reprehensible. Cuban, and I find that lame Cubans, and unimaginable. Mind you, the older Cubans, there's a newer generation, like your generation of Cuban-Americans. Yeah, yeah. The, the ologista. Yeah, the ologista. People who are open to dialogue. But those motherfuckers, but they voted for Trump too. Because the, the other side of the Trump voter is the pro-business side. The people whose stock portfolios have made significant gains since that man has been in mm. office. You know, I mean, you know, there's a business argument for voting for somebody like Trump, a non-obstructionist, somebody who's willing to sell lands and oil rights in Alaska, somebody who's willing to say whatever, paluch, malute, someone who doesn't believe in climate change, someone who doesn't believe in in global or geopolitical accords, you know, such as the Iran nuclear deal, et cetera. Let me tell you something. I always when we lived in Cuba, as you know, we didn't have elections. Hardly ever uh, when I became of age because we were always like the first when I was very young was the first uh, Batista group, El Cuatro de Septiembre. Yeah. So he took over 
And then finally, after eight years or something, he left. They had elections. Then the the uh, los auténticos, the authentic uh, authentic party right. took over, which was a disaster. Mm -hmm. That was uh, Grau and then Prio Prio Socarras. It was they were killing people in the streets and everything because there there was a group group of uh, gangsters uh, hired guns. You could ask somebody to kill somebody for you, and they would. It was awful. Then Batista gave another coup. In 1953, el 10 de marzo, that's what mm -hmm. I told you that uh, the general from the Matanzas garrison called Havana, called the president and said, Mr. President, because the army was with Batista, part of the army, and this man was with Prior, and he called Mr. President, I'm going with my troops to Havana to defend you, blah, blah, blah. And Prior couldn't need, even take the phone because he was doing cocaine so nice now, now that, remember mom i'm going to remind you because he was doing cocaine that's my kind of guy i'm going to remind you that that is the cuba that you said had it all that is the cuba that had it all and that that is the cuba it sounds to me that was right for another revolution when i lived in cuba i never had my own house i never owned a house i never owned a car i didn't need it because we had good transportation uh I was very happy when I started buying a little piece of land. I was, uh, I think I paid for it like maybe it was going to be paying every month. I had to pay $40, but, uh, and I remember going with my mother to see it. And I said, oh, I'm so happy. It was a little plot in Haruko and it had a, a big palm. And my mother said, well, if this is the first time in my life that I hear you say that you're happy, I was 21. And I was happy mm -hmm. because I was going to buy a little piece of land. Then, of course, Fidel mm -hmm. came. Okay, so that's another story. But yeah. I never, like Maggie, my friend, she had a car. She worked for her car because her mother had a good job and they could handle it so she could pull her money for mm -hmm. her things. I couldn't. That was a luxury I didn't have. But I didn't need it. I had a very good yeah. job. Always work very, very hard, but good jobs and uh, well paid according mm -hmm. to the the living. The, the times, but the times, I right, never, right, right. You could have all the uh, American products you wanted, European products, everything. Even though mm -hmm. the government was corrupt. What I mean is the middle right. class or low middle class. I wasn't high middle class. Mm -hmm. I would say I was low middle class. Right. Right, we right. never went meeting for anything. So, okay, so, so, so look. I, I wasn't a privileged okay. uh, person or anything like that. As I say, I didn't own a house. <laughs> when I first started working in Miami, this Colombian guy who was the circulation manager, he said, oh, Rita, you're the first Cuban that hasn't told me that you had this and that. For example, Cubans went to oh. Puerto Rico and they used to go to a beach there and they call it La Playa del Tubo. Because all the Cubans there mm -hmm. said, I had this, yo tuve esto, yo tuve lo otro. Right, right, right. Well, it's like in, in Miami. Cuban was in high, in, always said, yeah. no, I didn't have a house, I didn't have a car, they didn't take anything away from me. I started 
Well, there's that there's that famous there's that famous joke about these two mangy dogs in an alleyway in Little Havana. And one mangy dog turns to another one and says, hey, listen, in Cuba, I was a purebred Doberman pincher, uh-huh. you know. I mean, in other words, you know, there's that joke. Yeah, yeah. You get it? Yeah, yeah. No, but oh, look, mom, look, I just think the time is nigh for an end to the idiocy. I, I don't believe that the embargo has done anything but increased a, the level of desperation on that when island and hunger. I don't believe that it's it, been effective. They I think thought that, they were going to force uh, them. Remember to force them to change their right. ways to to. Right. Uh, but uh, but it hasn't worked. Prisoners, all that. But it hasn't it's, worked. It hasn't no, worked. So what do you think? Last question. You go there with dollars uh, to the to the dollar stores, and everything. I get it's it. Not, it's not available. I get it. But now, listen, however, how how. However, mom, now that they've unified the currency, the kook is no longer um, going to be used That's at the what, end of this. Oh, summer, they already changed by the it. Way. Yeah. 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 They already changed it. But look, look, um, I, I just think it, it, it's, it's crazy, mom, I after know. all of these years, after all of these years. Yeah, and Obama you, that, tried that, that, to that change that. To Obama tried to change that. Yeah. And what happened? Nothing changed. Yeah. No, no. Well, something's changed. Tourism increased and a lot more people got to the island. Uh, Tourism uh, increased. Uh, and you might say, but at the same time, the Cuban government got more exactly. rich, if you will. The, the government wasn't rich. The people are okay. the same. Yeah. Okay. Right, right. I get okay. it. I get it. I get it. I get it. I'm sure that Mr. Raul um, and all the, the, the high people in the military, they all have accounts right. in Switzerland, et cetera, et cetera. Oh, I'm sure. Okay. I'm sure they do. And I'm sure they do. So look, okay. So, and you know, when I was in Cuba right, so, and we had this, mm-hmm. you know, the golpe and, and uh, the Mickey Mouse elections and all those things, we always said, this doesn't happen in the United States. We saw the United <laughs> States as the hey. paragon of all I know, but 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 that that was built. That entire image was built know, on lies. At know, the very time I that you guys were saying here, that, we, yeah, yeah. the office manager at the university where I worked, he was from Chicago, and he says, "Oh my God, all the dead people are vote vote in Chicago." I said, "Mr. Faso, is that true?" He said, "Of course. I worked at the at the electoral table, and I saw, I knew people that were dead were there voting." All right. Yeah. No, it's ridiculous, mom. At the, you know, we were destabilizing Central and South American countries exactly. left and right. The whole brigada was CIA funded, et cetera. You have Pinochet. You have it. You have so much, you know what um, so the much history, in so much. And yeah. Guatemala who the, the space Look at this. for the brigade and for the training camps, all that. And the people who had the boats, all those people made millions. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, look, I know. I know. I know. I know. Money talks. Money talks. Bullshit walks. So listen, we're running out of time. This was an amazing, an amazing first episode, I believe. And we're going to do another one uh, very soon. I don't know. Maybe the the way this is going, let's do one every week. Why not? So um, now I I would I would be remiss if I did not introduce the question of questions. I'm going to conclude every episode with this question. Who would you make a baby with? All right. So, mom, 
in the past, you know, I've always put this in, in far more crude ways than I'm going to put it to you now. So I'm simply going to ask you, who would you make a baby Twins. with? One, a very, very clean shaven and sober Nikita oh, Khrushchev. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, hold it. Listen to me. Clean shaven, completely sober Nikita Khrushchev. However, he's insisting in the making of this baby that he holds the shoe that he slammed yes, at the United that. Nations during the General Assembly. So he's going to hold it in his hand while he makes love <laughs> to you or or a very young and still very, very idealistic, also clean shaven, Che Guevara. Who would you make How a baby How old with? would I be? Uh, you are going to be of age. Let's give you uh, let's give you the age of uh, 27. How's that? You know, it all depends. It all depends because sure. let me tell you something. Che Guevara was a very, very bright man. He was a very, he was a medical doctor. Very he bright never, man. He was the he socialist never, man. The he first. never lied. He went on TV mm -hmm. and said all the yeah. stupid things he was going to do. They didn't work. Yeah. And he he would say that he would do it. And <laughs> from did. the very first day, he said, I am a communist. From the very first day. Oh, no, he was he was straight up. So so wait, are you saying that his intellect? The intellect well honesty, for me is very important in an individual. All right. So who are you going to make the baby with? Who will you make love with? Young, sober, oh, oh, Nikita oh, Khrushchev no, holding no, the no, shoe. No, no. Okay, so you're saying you would make a baby with Che Guevara. A young, clean-shaven Che Guevara. Yeah, that, you know, the, giving me those two, what would I choose? Of course, it would have to be Che. You heard it here, folks. Che Guevara <laughs> and my mom, at the age of 27, are making a baby. All right, listen, Rita, I love you so much. Thank you. Thank oh, my you God, so this is much. crazy. Okay. Okay. It is crazy, listen, but hey, talk, look, it's technology for the 21st the, uh, century. The podcast. What was always I the expression when I opened the door and you came, came from college or from school, I, Jorge, because when I opened the door, you your hair was blue. I, Jorge, why did you do that? And then another one, you came with a mohawk. I, Jorge, you know. So, I, Jorge. There you go, Mama. All right. All right, Mama. I love you. I'll okay. call you next week, okay? okay? I mean, I call you every day because I'm a good Cuban boy. But we're going to do this again okay, next week. Thank very you so well. much. Bye-bye. <laughs> okay. I love you, too. I love you. Bye. Leaving bye, recording now. Bye. Okay, bye. Yes, me too. Bye. Hey, thank you so much for listening to the first episode of the I Hood Hit Podcast. Be sure to subscribe, tell your friends, or just come back next week. My mom will be here and she's going to talk to you a little bit more about Miami Cubans. You're going to hear a preview of Rococo People, the tune the Cuban Cowboys are releasing on January 15th. You'll also hear the story of her exile through the lens of a couple Cuban Cowboys songs that I wrote just for her. And oh yes, I will definitely force her to make another impossible, hilarious choice in the closing Who Would You Rather Make a Baby With segment. So please, subscribe. Thank you.